You are listening to This is Oklahoma, hosted by Mike Hearn, telling stories of Oklahomans and those that have made it their home. What's going on, guys? Welcome back to another episode of This is Oklahoma. Mike Hearn here, your host, back with another episode down at Red Coyote today with John and Burke. Really looking uh, forward to getting into this because for me, it's kind of, I'm going to learn a lot from this. I'm going to be selfish and it, I'm probably going to give people some value from this because they're going to learn a lot about running and, and with, you know, 25 years of the marathon next year and all the cool things that I have coming up. Uh, and I guess the Tulsa run's coming up soon and a bunch of other stuff that's going on. Um, but yeah, I, I thanks for, you know, take, getting in early, I guess, and, and, and doing the podcast. I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah, thanks for having us. We're we're excited to be here and to chat with you more. Yeah, it's uh, it's fun doing this. I know we've been talking a little bit before we started recording, just about general stuff, and and so much fun to just sit and get casual and hang out and just tell a story, right? You know, mm-hmm. a lot of people probably know you guys. They definitely know the brand. They see the logo. They see people running around class and curve, or they see you know your tents at events or whatever it is. Um, they may know you and know who you are, but do they really know you? That's kind of the thing that I think the goal for today is as well. <laughs> not that we want to share too much, um, but just, you know, a little bit about like your story and how you got into it. Um, so, Burke, you were born and raised here, right? Yes. Born and raised Oklahoma City. Uh-huh. Um, both my grandparents are from Oklahoma City. So my parents also grew up here. And I swore I would never come back to Oklahoma City. Is <laughs> <laughs> that kind of the general thing of people who grow up live, grow up here and live here? Yeah. Everyone seems to move move away, and then they all kind of come back. Yeah. So uh, we came back um, about ten years ago, right yeah. about now, to kind of mm-hmm. get the process working on starting the store. Yeah. So was running kind of big in the family growing up? Um, not really. I ran. Um, I went out for the cross-country team because I had to have uh, rotator cuff reconstruction my freshman year of high school, and I couldn't play volleyball. And I just fell in love with it from there and ran all through high school and then also in college, Division III. So that... Yeah, kind of sealed the deal. Yeah, and um, then now I I still do marathons. And so, yeah, we still... It's obviously a big part of our lives. Yeah, definitely. Um, and what about you? Is it kind of the same, John? Where did you grow up? So I'm from Rochester, New York, okay. upstate, and uh, I grew up, same thing, not from a family of runners, really. I went out to run to get in shape for wrestling, which okay. I did in high school, and found that it was actually pretty easy. It came easy to me. Yeah. Uh, I think I was a sophomore in high school when I started running. And then same thing. I stuck with it through high school, went to college and ran, um, Division three also, and then ran after college what I like to call semi-pro. So uh-huh. I didn't get paid to run, but I got free gear and travel and all that stuff for a couple of years. And that's uh, about the time Burke and I met. We were both living in Southern California, Denver, kind of okay. working for the same company. Yeah. yeah. So you guys, you said you met, Burke, you said you met in Denver. How did you guys get to Denver? Like what was, what um, kind of through life got you all the way to Denver to where you met? I worked in Virginia. I mean, I went to school in Virginia and then worked in Washington, D.C. in fundraising consulting for about five years and wanted to be go somewhere that was more outdoorsy. So I chose um, to go get my MBA at DU 
in Denver and started working at a running specialty store there called Roadrunner Sports. Okay. That's where I met John. He yeah. was my uh, trainer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We don't like to, yeah, talk about that. Too. No, I'm just kidding. Um, and from there, they offered me a position to manage one of their stores in California like okay. a month later. So I told my dad, I still remember that call. I was like, Dad, I'm going to defer my MBA. And I'm I met gonna... the guy. <laughs> well, I didn't tell him the guy part, but I did tell him. <laughs> yeah. But I did get a job, and yeah. they're going to, you know, it's. I wanted to be in the running industry, and I kind of okay. saw that as my foot in the door. And I wasn't quite sure what I was going to do with that MBA anyway. What so. was the MBA supposed to be in? Um, I, th- I thought I was going to get it maybe in marketing. Okay. So, um, yeah. So something you could have used, but something you can kind yeah, of Yeah, like I wasn't really, I just know that I didn't want to do fundraising yeah. consulting anymore. And then I guess in such a short time, you go from being in Washington, D.C. or working all the time in a city to like, hey, I'm going to go to California. Like how much better does that sound? Yeah, it was pretty great. Yeah. Um, California is pretty nice. Yeah. I mean, you're... It's 75 70 70 every day. Every day. Yeah. 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 I mean, I think when we were getting ready to move back here, uh, end of 2009, we'd come back here one weekend, I think it was for Father's Day, just to hang out and do something with her family. And we had to go get a pair of shoes and we just couldn't find any place in the we'd start asking about what what do people do for fun and social runs? Yeah. There's nothing. We're like, man. Her dad's like, yeah, it's a good time to open a business in Oklahoma City. Oil and gas is booming. Yeah. We're like, oh, that's kind of good. Ten years ago, great. Yeah, so it was... Uh, Cost of living here can't be yeah, beat, you know, coming dad, from California. Yeah, that's what her dad said. He goes, look, you guys can stay in California forever, and it's, it's like you're on vacation every day. Yeah. Or you can come to Oklahoma and save some money, and you get to travel to all these beautiful places. And you get places. to have a vacation home maybe yeah, someday. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, okay. So, yeah. Kind of help, helped it. Right. So, you, you know... You guys, you work together quite a bit in the mm-hmm. running industry, and then you have that conversation with, you know, with your dad, and you're like, whoa, actually, like, shall we think about this? What, what was that like? Was it like, oh, yeah, let's go back, or were you like, I'm never going back to Oklahoma? I think, I mean, there was definitely, when my dad kind of floated the idea, he has a lot of experience opening um, businesses, and so he was willing to offer his guidance to us and, you know, some of the connections that he had in the city, mm-hmm. so that made it when we were thinking about locations, it was something we had always talked about maybe doing as a retirement gig, but yeah. thank goodness we didn't thank do that because <laughs> it's a lot of work. Um, yeah. But I think it really helps to kind of, I mean, it helped us tremendously to have somebody here that kind of knew um, the lay of the land and yeah. lawyers and things that you need, real estate agents and that kind of stuff that we didn't really have a lot of. Mm-hmm. We knew how to sell running shoes yeah. and we knew that part of the business, but we didn't know a lot of the... We always say we knew the front of the house, the customer yeah. service, the selling part, but right. we didn't know the, yeah, the back end of yeah. running a because business. Because like I said, you've been managing stores and working in the industry right. forever. You just don't have to pay the rent every month. Right, we right. weren't the ones paying the rent. We weren't the ones placing yeah. orders every day to make sure yeah. you had enough product in stock for the next week and doing that I stuff. Mean, we were yeah. managing staff and selling. And yeah. Fun so you've stuff. done all the hard part. Yeah, right? I, I guess you could say it's yeah. part all of the hard part. Yeah. <laughs> There's another half of it that we found yeah. out. that All the mental stuff. A lot like of learning. People not coming in, all the rest of it. I'm sure now it's just like, oh, it's nothing compared to the stuff that you guys have, you know, worked yeah, through I mean, and got through for, like I said, it's almost, is it 10 years now? Ten, Has it been 10 years? 10 years come March. Yeah. Yeah, so we're just coming up on our 10-year yeah. anniversary. It's crazy. It's gone it, fast. It's crazy. Yeah, it has. I think we were just talking about it. It has and it hasn't. Ago. Yeah, it has and it hasn't. I mean, you have like these... Some days I'm like, woo. <laughs> you have your moments. I mean, it is yeah. retail. It is, 
it's an everyday open right. to close and managing people, which, you know, is, yeah. again, if you're good and you're bad, we have an incredible team right now, which yeah. is awesome. And we have your ebbs and flows. Retail, mm-hmm. people don't want to be in retail forever. So you do have that. Right. People come in, they stay with you for two months. You're like, ah, oh, shucks, they were great. But now I have to train a new person again. Yeah. Um, and, and to that point, like when I came in to buy, um, I can't remember the name of the, the, the young boy who served me and, and gave me my new shoes, but he was brilliant. Like he was a runner in college. Like he was by far the best selling. I hate buying anything, you know, like, <laughs> like most men, right? Yeah, just, my like, men. Just, like, I just don't care, you know? But if I was running, it was like two weeks out from running the half and I need half marathon. I needed new shoes. Uh, and my wife, like the year before, bought new shoes like three days before the running her first half, which was the Cowtown, which was mm-hmm. horrific. She, yeah, she had a good time. Well, she didn't have a good time. She just hated it. <laughs> um, but I'm like, you know, you're skeptical. You buy new shoes. It's the worst thing to do, whatever. Um, and he was by far the best experience I've ever had. So um, yeah. I hope he's still here. I recognize him if I see him. Yeah. Um, great team. We're lucky. Yeah. yeah they, I mean, that's one of the things I say. We are lucky because mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's finding good people that care about other people. Right. And I asked, I made the, made the uh, mistake of asking him like his half marathon time and it was like half of my time <laughs> okay cool thanks he's like what's your time uh i'm just trying to break the two hour mark maybe. don't worry about it you know? yeah like i will be like dying at the finish line if i break the two hour mark yeah. um but so so during that time you know you get these this idea is floated and you're like yeah this can be a thing let's do it um do you guys have a family at that time we didn't yet we weren't even married yet okay so uh that was crazy <laughs> we were living in we had left roadrunner um, in San Diego, we had moved to Portland, yeah, and we were we wanted to also move up within the running industry, right? Um, we so, were engaged. Yeah, we had just yeah. gotten engaged, and we we were trying to get jobs within larger vendors like a Nike and Adidas, uh, okay, the outdoor industry, and uh, we moved to Portland because that's kind of the base yeah. of the outdoor industry at the time. And that was when everything crashed for the economy. Yeah. We got there, and I think every brand that was up there laid off 800 or more people oh, no in a way. week. And we're like, great. You know, now yeah, now we're a, competing for jobs with all these other people that didn't have it. Yeah. And that's I had when, a contract job at Nike, and they literally set up an assembly line for people to like turn in their yeah. computers oh, and stuff because no they laid off 400 people in one day. Yeah. yeah. So, so it was a big. That was when we came back here and. Kind of the idea so was that was like the reason to, to like oh that's yeah. well we came hire. back here for a, for a weekend visit yeah and that's when the idea was floated okay we literally went back to Portland quit our jobs and two weeks later we're driving back across country with our stuff yeah it's I mean we had we just we decided to do it and we found the right one thing that is really hard um, I think for people when they get into the like into this process of opening their own running store mm-hmm. um, that we kind of had a leg up was opening with vendors so mm-hmm. getting open with brooks Accounts. nike right. asics and um because we had worked at roadrunner sports which is one of the largest stores in the country we had mm-hmm. we had met a lot of these people already yeah. and so when we would call to ask they would say oh yeah you know john burke that sounds you guys have experience you you know so it's a we path. had a little yeah. bit of um Yeah, it made it a little easier to, because some people have a lot of trouble because you need, you know, at least one major brand to open with Mm -hmm. to be able. And I think we opened with all five, which was, yeah, um, which was awesome. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, it's amazing that like, you know, you don't see it at the time probably, but like 
you know, you just said it was lucky. Well, you've worked a ton of time and been in the industry and it's been right, a passion yeah. for you guys, right? So they obviously don't see it as luck. They see it as a safe bet, right? But right. at the same time, like, you're like, please, I hope I, <laughs> no, hope right. I can please. sell Nikes, <laughs> yeah. you know, whatever it is, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, we were fortunate to be able yeah. to get to... What was, was Class and Curve kind of around that time? What was, like... Class and Curve was just being built. So right. we, I think, I don't even think it was here when we came back to visit that one weekend. I think they, they were still kind of working on some of the buildings yeah. up at the more north side. Um, and when we moved back, we started looking around with her dad and uh, uh, an agent. Mm-hmm. And we came by here and we just knew. I mean, the look, the feel of what Class and Curve was going to be was great. They yeah. might have fed us yeah. a little insider information, Maybe, too, yeah. and said, we might have nothing uh, about the real foods. estate agent <laughs> was like, the Whole Foods is yeah. 95% sure going right here. And we're like, okay, wait, well, wait, that, yeah. that sounds yeah. like... A good deal. And your water, is it a, not even a mile or just over a mile to Grand to get through Nichols Hills to start yeah, running? Yeah, I think we're about 800 meters whatever? to you get You know, the crazy into part is, is, I don't think we we didn't really think about that. No, which, we didn't. When we considered our second location, uh, that was a huge part of our decision. Yeah. But I don't think at the time when we opened this location, we knew that these social runs Where were going to be run? yeah. so big. Even and so okay. big. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we... Even in California, we'd go to social runs, and most of them were, what, 50 people? 15, 20 people. Yeah, I mean, some of the big ones. And and around the country, I mean, there's some that are getting bigger now. People have really figured out how to... You keep it going, do it every week, never miss one. Yeah. But most of around the country, we have a lot of people call us. They're like, how do you guys get more than 50 people? How are you getting 200? Yeah. I don't know. Just, well, you start with 10, and you Feel build. Feel the dream. If you build it, they will yeah. come, I guess. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you really got lucky now, you know, yeah. when I think about it, that we do just have that short run to Grand yeah. Boulevard. And yeah, it's And awesome. that the city's put in the sidewalks, and it's just yeah. it's getting safer to be out Yeah, Oklahoma runs. doesn't like to have sidewalks. It's really no. weird. Back home, with the sidewalks everywhere. You can walk everywhere you I'd want. Really, where you I'm know? from, there are sidewalks every like, place. Yeah. It was, we moved back here. I was like, wait a minute, there's no sidewalk. <laughs> yeah, I to run down the road. The white line is the edge of the road where I ride a bike. Yeah, like when know? we first yeah. started, we didn't have that sidewalk down Classen. I mean, yeah. down Grand all the way. Grand. And so it was a little hairy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, luckily, well, I say luckily, there's some people who drive through Nicholas Hills that shouldn't drive ever again. But, you know, <laughs> I'm sure you dodged it up, right? <laughs> that that yeah. little stretch from Classen to, um, to 63rd was a little dodgy. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. now we got a sidewalk. That's good times. Yeah. So so you do that, you, you know, you get to opening day. Mm-hmm. What's opening day like? How do you feel? Like, do you have like a full staff? How? What's that like? We had a we had a small team at the time. I think we had one or two people that were full time uh-huh. just because we knew that we would need them. Burke and I were here open close yeah. every day for a few years and then some part timers. Um, we do remember, I think we remember thinking opening that day, like, is anybody going to walk through these doors? <laughs> is it, what are we going to do? We're just going to sit here and twiddle our thumbs. Um, the weekend we opened, we did uh, a sneak peek for the local running club, the Land Runners, mm-hmm. which was great. It gave runners a chance to come in and, and see what we were going to be about and how, right. how we were trying to set ourselves different. Um, and then from there, just slowly picked up. It was, we yeah. were, I mean, I think it's the same thing. It's luck hard work we did we did we worked hard with our customers when they came in to give them the best service but mm-hmm. we're lucky that they came to check us out and give us a chance yeah yeah and was it kind of just like business plan from day one to just cater to 
have the ability to cater to absolutely everybody. Like that one person that just wants to walk their marathon for the first time because they're doing it to raise money to go with that person who's running it at their max pace to get to Boston, that kind of thing. Like, is that, that's what it feels like to me when I come in, you know, there's everyone in here. Well, I think when we first moved back, Oklahoma City or Oklahoma, Oklahoma City in particular is ranked as one of the unhealthiest cities in the country. And so for us, we weren't really sure there was going to be enough of a running culture to support a running store. And so it was really part of our plan to make sure that we could accommodate runners, walkers, people are on their feet all day. Um, And still to this day, I mean, obviously we have a great running culture, but making sure that when we hire staff that like mm-hmm. one of our best salespeople is not even a runner, right? But she can, <laughs> yeah. She can like, she knows everything about running. She knows about all the running inju- injuries. Yeah. She knows about. She's great at shoes, but it's not a requirement to be a runner, right? And making sure that our some of the best coaches don't play the sport. Right? Yeah, right. So, yeah. Um, just making sure our staff reflects our customer base at the mm-hmm. same time. The all inclusive is what we really wanted to start right from the beginning. Was yeah. That, I mean, because the, the other difference is when people come in, so you you identify yourself as a runner when you came in. Yeah. Most people that run kind of. about as much as you do yeah. won't even say they're a runner. You ask them if you're a runner, and they're just like, no, no, I run yeah. I run three or four days a week. Well, you're yeah. a runner. Yeah. They but they don't think that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's, so it's it's just the way, it's just a way of thinking. Yeah. So we had to, we made that as, as a big piece of ours, was customer service, mm-hmm. all-inclusive from the yeah. beginning. And, and to like the running, like just the, you know, the act of it, like it's such a mental game for me. Cause like I grew up, I'm a golfer. We don't run. We hate running. <laughs> you do. You it's know, always like, punishment in every other right. sport. Like yeah. you didn't make your shot go run seven laps yeah. or whatever. Right. Like it's just, yeah, we just don't run. So when like, we would maybe run in warmups for workouts and there wasn't much, a mile, two miles max. And then I was, my, saw my wife train her, her best friend got into running and was like you should come to listen Fort Worth you should come to you know the, the run with me and I went down to watch it and she she hated the whole thing she like got injured and I walked ended up walking like the last five miles with her up that terrible hill in Fort Worth um <laughs> in you know in like how I'm dressed now in jeans mm-hmm. and you know I wasn't prepared I had more blisters than she did um but I was like you know what I have to run the OKC my half like at least do the half because it you just get that buzz right and then I get up here and I do the race and I couldn't believe how much better the scenery and the atmosphere was up here compared to down there for every single bit of the race because the count on you kind of like in and out there's nobody around during stretches or whatever and then you know and then the finish line was terrible you couldn't get you know spectators couldn't get anywhere to the finish line whereas here like this is and I I ran my first half in like 2017 minutes and I thought I was like rocky finishing you know like there's a clip of me running down like the last hundred meters arms in the air oh yeah like I think I'm I mean it's a great feeling right that's like people like it's totally addicting yeah and then I was like okay like I kind of I kind of I am a runner now right because I've done one Mm -hmm. Uh, and then we both did the half here last year and I ran it in like two hours and two minutes and the first time I'd ever ran with with somebody and I'm like, I'm super competitive, so I was not letting him go anywhere. <laughs> you know, three miles in, I'm like, I cannot keep this pace. Uh, and I managed to somehow. But it's crazy how, like, the mental switch can do that to you, can't yeah. it? You know, you're like, I, I can do this. Why can I not do this? Um, and now I'm going to do the full, I think. Yeah, I'm probably going to sign up. Yeah, I'm going to do the full next year. But 
at a point of just absolute mental lunacy, I signed up for the 50k ultra in March. Oh, really? Like, yeah. <laughs> nice. Good for so you. So I started yesterday. So you're going to start with the 50k and then go to the and marathon. Then gonna, yeah, I'm like, mm-hmm. if I can do 31 miles or whatever it is, I can run 26. Yeah. So that's gravel. Have you done that one yet? Mm-mm. No, it's like. I guess it's a big cycle race in Star Wars. They're called the Land Run 100. And yeah. some guy decided to run 100 miles one year yep. and then made it into a run. But thankfully brought it down to 50 kilometers. 50 kilometers too. So I'm going to do that. Most people think that I run a lot. I mean, I, I've only yeah. run one marathon in my life. Yeah. And it was Oklahoma City a few years back. But mm-hmm. I like short and fast. I do not like the long stuff. Yeah. What did you? What was your distance in college? Uh, I was mile 5k guy okay best my best event was really cross country i mean get yeah. on the grass and things like that but mostly mile 5k okay yeah so. so when you saw this guy run this i can't remember his name sub two hours uh, like, how is that like mental for you guys like is that like just, just how, it's amazing what's yeah. it's like a 435 mile or something yeah so like my mile 20. pr is 408 right so i've run yeah. a pretty quick mile yeah but to think that that guy just went and ran 26 miles at 4.33 pace. Yeah. I think like he negative is, split it, too. Yeah, I mean, that's just Which sick. Which means he ran the Crazy. second half sick. faster. Most people will never run under a five-minute mile in their life. Right. And he just did 26, yeah. 30 seconds faster than that, you know, yeah. back to back. That is just, it's amazing. Did you guys watch that? We didn't. We happened to be, gosh, what were we doing? I don't know. We were somewhere. We were out of town. That was OU Texas weekend. Oh, of course it was. Yeah. So it, it was and I think it started at, at like it two started in the morning. Two in the morning, so, yeah. and yeah, you get. I have to get up early to be at the yeah. state fair. So we did. I mean, we probably. taped it. So we've seen it since, <laughs> but we didn't watch it live. I mean, yeah. But to wake up the next morning and, and know that it happened, know that it happened crazy. was just like. I mean, it blew my mind. How, how does that kind of make you feel for you know just the community and runners and having a store in within running running? Like, it's crazy because I think. I would say probably of our customer base, what maybe a quarter even recognize. I would say less than a quarter. Yeah. I would yeah. say it's five to ten percent even, even know happened. that even happened. Really? Yeah. And then even less than that would realize what type of feat that is. Right. Okay. What that really means to run four thirty three for yeah. twenty six miles. I mean, I mean so many sports like basketball, football, these sports that are really popular, but running is just a small blip on the. Yeah. Home professional sports radar i think it's really exciting we're coming into an olympic year so mm-hmm. i think yeah. that's that always brings a lot more spotlight onto professional running um we have an elite runner coming to oklahoma city next week she's one of the best in the world okay and i thought that people would just come flocking yeah, you know we're gonna yeah, have yeah. 500 people show up but we really haven't had that much traction around it she's really outspoken in like female um female distance running just uh-huh. in terms of her journey she had two kids back to back 15 months apart and then she came back for that and she's just getting faster so it's crazy which is like unheard of, unheard of. she just ran yeah. a 220 two hours and 27 minutes at chicago which was yeah. a like a two minute personal best for her so i think we might see her on the olympic team and yeah. for the marathon but um it's just crazy she's not young she's probably 34 35 but she's getting faster yeah. as she uh, gets that's, older, that's, which yeah. doesn't usually happen. Right. It's crazy. It's most, I mean, really fast running is such a small part of the whole running community. But John and I, like, so geek small. out on that kind yeah, of stuff. Yeah, so right? yeah. Then you kind of forget yeah, that nobody yeah. else really cares. Yeah, but that's, I mean, that's the reason that you have a running store. It's mm-hmm. like you're in it, aren't you? You know, it's like, it's what gives it's you It's fun, advice. for sure. But that's like, a cool 
thing. I'm going to geek out when I meet her. Like, I yeah. probably won't, you know, be... Fangirl it up. I won't be able to speak, but everybody else... <laughs> <laughs> it's the cool thing about running is there's so... You can make it very just personal about you and uh-huh. your personal goals and finishing or whatever it is. You can make it social and about being out there with your friends in a group and just having fun, no yeah. goals. And it can be about just knowing about all this fast stuff that's happening in the world, like watching yeah. basketball. It's just, yeah. You're watching running. A lot of different facets. I mean, yeah. Who were like the runners that you guys looked up to growing up or like when you were in college was like... Uh, for me, which I think is really cool. So I, I got my geek out story. So Bob Kennedy. Mm-hmm. Um, Bob Kennedy was the first... Um, non-African runner to run under 13 minutes in the 5k okay and that is just first American right well first American but first non-African I mean first no nobody outside Africa had ever done it yeah he was the first to do it he went to University Indiana and ran professionally afterwards Um, he's even got a track spike with his name on it like yeah you know they made a Bob Kennedy spike and so I got to run against him Probably in 2003 or so in a race uh, down in University of Pennsylvania, UPenn, and he crushed me. And then, uh, cool story now is we work with Bob. So oh, really? he owns, he's owned some stores in and out of the industry, and he actually owns a store now in Indianapolis. And we get to see him probably three times a year, and we're friends, and yeah. we hang out. And I'm like, oh my goodness, like, I used to look up to you so much. Like, we're like, totally inviting John. him to your 40th birthday Yeah, party. I mean, it's oh, just so like funny friend, yeah. how... It's a small community, really, in the big yeah. scheme of things. So, it's uh, yeah, he's a pretty cool. He's a great dude. You know, you would never think of meeting this unbelievable yeah. runner that he's such a nice guy. And yeah, so it's, I uh, it's I interviewed recently um, Jeff Bennett. Do you know Jeff Bennett? Mm-mm. He ran. He's an Oklahoman. He went to Oklahoma Christian. He's an assistant coach up there now. But he was on. He went to the seventy-two games as a decathlete. Really? Um, Interesting. Cool. And yeah, and he he uh, who else was on that team? Um, it was him, it was only three people on the team. It was him, Bruce Jenner, and someone else. Yeah. Um, and that podcast will go out hopefully soon. Um, but he was saying about running the race, just all the races that he runs, and just I mean, obviously ten events and stuff like that. But yeah, he he spoke about the whole experience, and I mean, I'm sure he'd come and hang out and t- tell you about running. Yeah. He's a, he's cool. got some really cool stories. Yeah, and we also... the 72 games was, like, the Munich games. Yeah. Yeah, that was a big deal. And, like, all that went on and and just the races and stuff. And, like, he's... He's some really cool stories. He's got some cool stories. Really cool stories. So, you have some events coming up soon? Well, we do. um, We have the event with Stephanie Bruce. Yeah. She's a HOKA-sponsored athlete. And so, um, they're helping bring her here to Oklahoma City. I just... We also, you know, we have Camille Heron who lives here part time. I mean, okay. she's from Oklahoma and she just ran the f- world record in mm-hmm. um, twenty four hour race. Twenty four hour world no record. No way. Yeah, and so she's. Wow. I like think she just beat her point? own world record. Distance. She just bettered okay. it. Yeah. Um, How many miles did she run in twenty four hours? One hundred and fifty something. I don't really want to speak to That's it because crazy. I can't. I, I can't remember. I don't know the exact number either. But it's yeah. a lot. Me, but like she was second overall, I think, behind. Yeah. One. Um, one male that see that stuff and, and the reason i signed up for that that 50 uh kilometer race was i probably shouldn't have done this but i listened to two david goggins podcasts back oh to yeah back and super was like, I inspirational can do yeah um and did that and like i had to think you know recently he's just done like a 250 mile race and like that and i i watched um the the berkeley is it the berkeley um on netflix the oh, race yeah. there and like uh 
how do these people do that? You know, it's it's crazy. And you meet these guys or you see these guys and they, you know, you think that they're like, they're not how you'd think they'd look, right? They, I think I watched um, the documentary Game Changers recently and it was talking about, there was a guy who ran the world record for the Appalachian Trail. And he just like, he just looks like, I think what they said in the, in the documentary was that he looked like, um, you know, just like a, a normal guy, like not like this super athlete who's huge or whatever, you know, has muscles everywhere. Like it's, he looks like it could be teaching science somewhere, you know? Uh, and you see that a lot with the ultra runners. Like they uh-huh. don't look, you know, they, they just, obviously they built their light, but you know, they just, they just don't stop. It's yeah, you just crazy. don't. That's where I think when you were talking about the mental side of running, I mean, obviously that, that comes into play in all distances, but um, just that, where does that come from? That mm. extra ability to just keep going when you've reached 100 miles or yeah. 150 miles. Uh, that is something that not very many people Start possess. Yeah. <laughs> Who knows? Like, right. and some people's bodies are just built to go far, I think, uh-huh. the, the way that they process yeah. nutrition and hydration yeah. and uh, what so in the time that you've been in the industry and, and running as well since since a young age how has like the technology and the, and the nutrition and information around that changed because i'm sure when you started it was like drink some water and you'll be fine whatever it is that i remember back in high school gatorade. I even, I, yeah yeah i mean it was gatorade water I don't even really remember gels being around yet. Right. You know, goo may have been super young. I don't know when they were founded, but I didn't hear much about it. Let's put it that yeah. way. Um, and it's huge now. I mean, it's there are so many different types of energy products mm-hmm. out there. I mean, there's there's caffeinated gum to get you wake up in the morning when you first go out for a long <laughs> run. There's gels with... Now it gels with CBD in them. And yeah. you know, all this different kind of stuff is just changing. And... And then it's all about the delivery method. You can get a jelly, you can get liquid, you can get gummies, you can get jelly beans. You, mm-hmm. you name it, it's out there. And, and but the difference is it, there is so much because, not every person is exactly the same. Right. And we, we alone, I think, carry eight different brands on our shelves, mm-hmm. and that's because people come in and they're like, I need something that is, all natural because it upsets my stomach, or I need something that's got this extra amino blend because I need the boost when I take it. And yeah. It's yeah, it's it's yeah, a growing it's dramatically. Yeah, it's since one you of the biggest started. parts of our business, believe it or not. So, really? Yeah, well, I mean so I mean, I mean it's, maybe not from a dollar's perspective. Not from a dollar's no, no, perspective, know, but, but yeah. from a yeah, a quantity going yeah, out yeah. the door kind education of stuff. Numbers, I mean, yeah. Education, what people need to try, because it's a you have to try it every weekend and that's right. the other hard part. Like, oh great, I'm going up for a twenty mile run. I need to try something and see if my stomach <laughs> likes it. Well and I think there's yeah. a big misconception, especially people who are like new half marathoners or um they don't train with anything and then they you know they kind of crash you know maybe i just need one gel or maybe i just need two gels i think everybody's body is different but like for many years i thought that i had like gi issues when i ran long distances like i just would have cramping and Mm. it was bad but then i switched to a more natural gel i was using a different kind before and then that all went away so i didn't really it was just the sh- too much yeah. sugar, the de- the way that it was being delivered yeah. into my system wasn't working. So I switched mm-hmm. to this like natural gel called Huma Gel that has chia seeds, so I think it digests a little slower. Okay. And then after I had kids, I was super worried about not having enough nutrition when I ran a marathon. And so I took extra gels and I almost ran a PR. So I think that like <laughs> I wasn't, you know, I was only taking three or four maybe in a marathon when I really needed like maybe yeah. five to seven. So 
because I mean, for me, when I did, I never used any during training. And then during oh, the race, I was like, oh, yeah, I'm going to use this. So what's so you, thinking about it? So you were stupid. the average person. Yeah. Like, everybody does that, right? Yeah. Everyone listening is like, oh, okay, that's, you know. I'm like, I'm going to change your life today. I'm going to yeah. give you a couple gels and you take these <laughs> every We, we sit at the Oklahoma minutes. City Marathon Expo for yeah. two days before, you know, the half and the full and the 5K. And 90% of people come up that are looking at gels. They're like, yeah, I've never taken one before. Yeah. And they're like, I, I need to take these tomorrow, right? And we're like. No, don't, don't touch yeah. that one it's going to make your stomach be so yeah. upset at least try this one you know right. and it, yeah it's crazy and for me when I first did the race it was like what do I like you know I'm, I okay I'm going to take these because everyone else is supposed to help what flavors do I like best right yeah. you know not even what's in it it's like okay there's a raspberry one I'll probably have that one and I think the vanilla one or whatever is pretty good and then too. you try some of those and you're like oh this yeah, yeah. tastes like what well, I thought I had that goo when I'm running and I'm like you know you're trying to run and take a drink of water and mm-hmm. goo at the same time mm-hmm. and I'm like I've got Gatorade all down the front of me the yeah. goo is like trying you know it gets it's definitely something there. you should practice so, 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 <laughs> you have a separate day now each week that you just do the goo and water tries you just stand in your driveway and do it those practice. Cone ones. yeah, yeah. yeah. You practice. run by and take a goo yeah. oh yeah. yeah and then the second time I did it I'm like okay like I, I still didn't I didn't actually train that much for my second time um but I think running with a friend definitely helps mm-hmm. um push me but I didn't drink Gatorade at all I just drank water because I just didn't want to be sticky, sticky. and have like mm-hmm. a, you know and you touched on a point. I think that's the that's the big thing about our training programs is running with a friend. It yeah. makes it so much easier just to get out the door every day. Uh-huh. Um, be held accountable. Like yeah. I gotta be here at yeah. six a.m. because people are waiting for me, and I'm gonna run this many miles today. Yeah. I'm notorious if I'm training by myself. I'm like, I'm supposed to run ten miles. I get about eight in, and yeah. I'm like, that's good. I'm done. You know. Uh-huh. So that's it. It really. We started training programs a few years ago. Just. Because so many people are like, I just need a group of friends to run with so yeah. that I am held accountable. Mm-hmm. And it's been great. Those have grown like crazy. Yeah. And so and do you have kind of like employees lead those? Like now, I guess, do you have people or do you just have people who just we, work with um, that just kind of want to not We have about 40 volunteer coaches. Um, wow. So there are people who either are on our race team, some of them are our staff members. Um, they've been running with us for quite a while. Yeah. And they lead pace groups. So mm-hmm. you, so that was my deal. Is sometimes I would show up at some of these other long runs, but I was never guaranteed that there was going to be somebody running my pace. Yeah. And so it's nice to know that if you show up and you want to run ten minutes for your long run, there will be people running ten minute that, pace. Yeah. Um. And so, it's it's been great. I think for people to find some people have like met in our training groups have gotten married, yeah. best friends, mm-hmm. like. Um, you know you're doing something right when that it's, well, happens. Well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's encouraging, but it's also, it's one of my favorite things that we do. Yeah. Just from a, One couple um, just got married and they wore Brooke's shoes in their wedding because <laughs> they had met at the store and they yeah, run together. Yeah. And we got them special That's limited awesome. edition like shoes to go in there for their wedding party. Creating those relationships. Yeah. I, I enjoy it. Yeah. It it's definitely something that stands out from someone who looks at the store from the outside or is just driving down 63 Grand and sees a group of people running. Like they right. know exactly most of what well, they should. They know exactly where, where they're going. Right. Most of them are obviously wearing red Cody shirts, <laughs> right? But at the same time, yeah. it's like, you know, it's, it's, if I were to be in a running group, I, this is the only place I'd think of coming. Right. Um, and I it's, think a lot of people feel the same way. And I think in our training programs, especially, um, we have one for people who've never run before. Mm-hmm. So, like, nine weeks eight weeks to couch to 5k yeah um newbies newbies we call them our newbies and a lot of people repeat the newbie program a lot of times like they'll get out of running for a couple years and they want to start running again it's a really non-intimidating way to get into running Mm -hmm. Um, you said you you know there's there's sometimes there might not be someone running at your pace 
So are you more of a distance runner then? growing up and were you more of a distance running college and stuff like that i mean i think i would ran the 5,000 and 10,000 and 3,000 in college so maybe a little bit i wasn't that great at the mile like john uh-huh. he's a little faster yeah but i tend to be john's so competitive he's either like i gotta win the race or i'm not running at all but and later in life i have found that i just enjoy just running and there. just being with people and i don't really i mean i'm obviously still really competitive but like if i line up for a race i still want to go yeah hard but in my training i just am happy to just go out for a run yeah um, i'm kind of, kind of like that too like i'm i just want to go out and get it done and i want to finish but at the same time i want to beat the time that i've had like personal goals i'm mm-hmm. not i don't care about beating anyone else unless it's like a friend that we're competing against um but winning the entire race like I, that takes a lot of practice <laughs> yeah. and i'm just not there yet <laughs> my uh, kids think that i win the race like i didn't see you on tv and i was like oh yeah well yeah there's a lot of people who win the race i uh when i did my first half i crossed the line at the exact same time as i'm gonna forget his name who won he works at mercy uh oh yeah he's a southern nazarene graduate as well oh yeah um out of nowhere came out of nowhere and won the race yeah i remember that we crossed the line exactly at the same time oh man like, probably you know, in some pictures the, oh yeah exactly like i got all his pictures <laughs> right he's like jumping across the line and i'm just like get oh, me out of you uh, like, he just ran a full marathon exactly. at about the time you ran yeah, half. yeah. yeah. <laughs> they're giving him everything and yeah. you know, you know, all the things he's smiling and i'm just like I, I didn't even know it at the time, like, you know, because he's running down his right side, I'm down the left. And in the uh, video that my wife has, you can see us spinning, you know, and like he jumps across the line and I'm just like, wow. <laughs> uh, so that was kind of That's fun. Yeah. Cool. Uh, that didn't happen this year. I ran a little faster. Um, <laughs> but it's, it, it's something that I think running, I think like anything is once you just get over the initial, oh, I have to do this kind of thing from your first training, you get into it, you start to really enjoy it. Um, and that's something that I've done recently getting back into my training for this ultramarathon is the training's like really light in the week so like it was two miles you know yesterday today and tomorrow and then the weekend is like eight and a six and Mm -hmm. then just builds on the weekend Mm -hmm. Um, but like my first two miles was like you know 18 minutes my second miles was a minute and a half faster just over two miles Mm -hmm. like that's why is that you know like what have I done differently and they both they both sucked Right, but like, <laughs> how have I managed to run faster than this? It's just body kind of just adapts. It's, yeah, it's a over the first two races. It's a crazy thing that yeah we can we can feel. I mean, I think that it, it the newbies get the biggest shock out of this. Oh, when yeah. they're doing their first five k, and they're like, y- "You think I'm going to run three and a half miles or five point yeah. or three point one five k?" And we're like, "Yeah, you're going to be fine." They're like, "I can't even run for thirty seconds right now." We're like, yeah. "Just." follow the process and the body will adapt and mm-hmm. it gets stronger and it it metabolizes your energy better and it's, yeah. it's just amazing what we can do as humans it's scary so at the same time that you're gonna go i mean you're thinking about right now you're like gosh i'm barely finishing two miles yeah. and you're gonna go run a 50k soon yeah in gravel <laughs> in march gravel. Which hopefully it's not oh you like that better than being on the roads though at least it's yeah. easier on the body yeah. yeah i'm looking forward to it Come one on. of the things that's changed a lot i think just in the last 10 years since we've been running is you know gps watches yeah Mm -hmm. and so like we just when we were growing up running you would just run how you felt your time exo unless you were on the (laughs) track (laughs) you know timing your intervals or time or you know on the roads timing you know set intervals you knew it was a half mile or you knew um you were not you were just running on feel and so i think sometimes today people get too wrapped up 
and in, the like, in their numbers and they don't go easy enough or run on how they feel. Like if your body's telling you, you know, that you're, it's feeling really hard today, you might need to take an easy day. Yeah. And so one of the things that I've started doing lately is just leaving my watch at home. Like, yeah. I know that this is a five-mile route, and so I'll just go, you know, give or take a couple miles. Mm-hmm. But people are just, like, into their Strava, and they're just hammering it out every day. And I was getting to the point where I was embarrassed sometimes to put my runs up on, you know? <laughs> I was like, man, I was only running, you know, this pace today, and I don't want everyone to see. Yeah. And so um, that's a we're trying to, like, really emphasize that in our training programs, yeah. too. Um, it's kind of like the Instagram social media of running, isn't it? It's yeah. Like, oh, I, want, I only want to see my good times yeah, or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What about, um, how, how do you guys, so if someone's listening and they want to get into running or they have a running, they have a race that they want to do, they want to do the half next year for the first time, um, everyone's kind of starting, it's not, we've got plenty of time to train, it's never too late, um, but what would you say to the, those first timers and, and how they do all that? How would you start? Um... So set your goal, depends what you want to, if you want to run the, I, I think this year being the um, 25th anniversary of the bombing is a really, mm-hmm. this April would be a good time to start if you wanted to do a half marathon or a full marathon. Um, our groups start training the first week of January, okay. so that's 16 weeks. Um, if you're looking to do the half, I think you should be comfortable kind of run, run walking three miles by the time. Um, you know, January comes around. If you want to mm-hmm. maybe start training for the full, start building a base to maybe be able to run five or six miles mm-hmm. um, slowly, but okay. just to be in that kind of shape when you start your training that way, you can stay injury free. Yeah. And we do a slow 16 yeah. week buildup, kind of like what you're saying, not very much mileage during the week, but then really doing a long run on the weekends. Yeah. Um, but our meet, our group meets twice a week, Tuesdays and Sundays. Okay. Um, and it's a super helpful. It's mm-hmm. a good structured but, way to. Yeah. A lot of we got a lot of first timers. We got a lot of people. We even have a group that's training for the Boston Marathon. So we have there's a lot of different yeah, um, yeah, yeah. abilities in the group. Yeah, and I'm sure just through meeting people and those connections, you're going to meet people like I said who are going to Boston or who are going to other places, and that lead to not just the running. Like I said, you know, you have people getting married now. Everybody <laughs> wants to change their life. Come to a running class. Um, but as well as that, like, how did do you guys kind of? Going back to the, like, I recently watched the game. Do you watch the Game Changers Netflix thing yet? Mm-mm. Okay, it's about like plant-based and vegan athletes and okay. stuff. Mm. And I'm more super skeptical about that stuff. Like, you know, just I like to eat meat. I like mm-hmm. and out the states to stay better than any other country in the world. Yeah, um, That's true. <laughs> you know, but like, just has that? How is that in the industry right now with like plant-based athletes? And and I know you mentioned that. Um, the lady who's ran after having two kids got faster in this documentary there's a lady who was she's 39 years old she's the oldest person in cycling to be on the podium and oh, she won wow. like a cycling gold medal or something after i think having kids as well and she's plant-based and it was the whole documentary was based around athletes which is why i actually enjoyed it for once not like you can't eat this because it's going to kill you stuff <laughs> that they usually tell you yeah. um <laughs> but it, is that kind of it I think it's not becoming more popular. It is becoming more popular, but it's more accessible now, right? There's more information on about it, and it's more valuable information science-based rather than scare tactics. Right. Scan, scare tactics. You can't eat chicken or whatever it is, like that. What the health documentary? Have you seen that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. like part yeah. yeah. I mean, just like I watched that. I'm like, oh, well, thanks for telling me I can't eat chicken for the rest of my life because I'm gonna die. Yeah. Um, but no, if you haven't watched Game Changers, it's really, it's really cool actually because it's just kind of, the, there's a few guys on there that are 
you know, there's a 60 year old man on there who used to be a cornerback in the NFL. And he's in the best shape of his life, and he's 60. And you look at him, he looks 35. He's no fat on him, and you're like, how do you do that? Um, but they do a bunch of different tests anyway. Um, back to my question, how, how is that in the industry? Is it coming out a lot more? Are people starting to ask more questions and fueling for races, plant-based and stuff like that? Yeah, it's uh, there are a fair amount of athletes or runners, uh, elite runners that you know of that are plant-based. Mm-hmm. Um, and over the last few years, the nutrition has come that way. There is a lot of vegan nutrition coming out yeah. now. Um, the Huma, I think, is going to... I don't know if that's vegan. I can't remember. But yeah, it's vegan. It's vegan. So you, you're finding a lot more of this <laughs> stuff that they can find, too. Yeah. Um, because, yeah, people are finding that... Some people are making the change, and it's working great for them. Others, right. you know, they might not notice a difference, and they either stick with it or go back. I think it's a personal preference, probably. Oh, yeah. Um, like you, I love to have a little bit of meat here and there. Mm-hmm. But uh, the industry is focusing on it. We're even seeing it in footwear. I mean, footwear is coming out where the whole shoe is considered vegan. And really? Yeah, so there's no real leather in it. There's no glues that come from yeah. other animals or whatnot. And yeah, it's, it makes a difference in the whole industry. It's not um, buzzword in the industry then. It's it's kind of buzzing right yeah. now. The, the, new, the other buzz for our industry right now is going patrol, getting rid of petroleum-based products. Okay. Uh, most of our shoes, the rubber is right. petroleum based. Yeah, it's made from. And I believe there's. I could, I could be wrong, but I know there's at least two brands right now that have come out and they're petroleum free. Yeah. Um, none of the ones we're carrying at the moment yet. I mean, they're still very small niche brands, kind of getting their foot in the door, but yeah, uh, they're coming around and. I think a it's a big change. issue that we're gonna see. I mean, just generationally. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of brands are they're future focused but that's kind of sustainability mm-hmm. and so i think veganism is a big part of that just yeah, um, yeah. Start. you know because meat has a big impact on the environment oh, so yeah and that, that's that, that's why i kind of it's like an hour and 30 minute documentary and it talked a lot about what you said everybody's different so everyone adapts to different things and it's not just one meal is going to fit all like you said with the gels and different stuff mm-hmm. that goes in like you know everybody's body's different you adapt differently to that but it was really cool just to see like the science behind it for once. Um, and the guy who narrates the documentary, he he won the Ultimate Fighter and got injured and mm-hmm. come you know didn't come back to fight, but uh, was doing all you know wanted to see because he'd heard that if you are plant based, then you recover faster. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he did. And there was a guy. There's a guy who does Olympic lifting, uh, who's on the Olympic team, who set like world records or won a gold medal. There's a guy who carried, I think it was like a thousand pounds over a thousand pounds set a world record it's like some eastern european strong man guy he's strong probably man competition. You know, he just lifts a thousand pounds and walks it 30 crazy feet. it is it's absolutely nuts um but it was and i think arnold schwarzenegger now has like gone more plant and stuff but it, it, it was interesting to see like what we've been told growing up like you mentioned generationally everything that we've seen growing up is eat meat meats for men you know they showed all these documentaries mm-hmm. all these yeah. advertising you know you're not a man if you don't eat meat or whatever it is uh, and now just seeing the change and how it's going to be in 30 years and how, you know, it's it's interesting time, I think, to be in the industry and to be in performance-based industry. And for us, we have our son, our youngest son has a um, genetic issue where he mm-hmm. he can't eat a lot of protein. 
Mm-hmm. So he's born with it. We're both carriers, and we found out like from that newborn screening test. And so he's on a protein-restricted diet. He can't okay. break down one of the amino acids in protein. Gotcha. And so, you know, it's super scary when you find out about it. But I some days I just think, wow, we're so lucky because there's so many vegan options for yeah. him. Mm-hmm. Like the vegan cheeses and the vegan yogurt and stuff that... You know, 10 years ago, we wouldn't have been able to find anywhere. Right. People had to order, like, medical food. So, which, the medical food we've ordered it a couple of times is pretty gross. Like, it's just it's mostly, like you know. the hospital, probably. Well, it's, it's yeah. like, it's it's a lot of chemicals and stuff that oh, they okay. put together to make stuff that looks sort of like regular food, but isn't. Um, Reminds me of, like, a lot of, like, a dehydrated meal, almost. Oh, to yeah, a point I don't know. It's, it's like medicine. So when you read the flesh. ingredients, you're like, yeah. I have no idea what any of this is. Yeah. Right. Um, so, it's been really... Great. We haven't had to utilize that a lot for him because yeah. he can eat a lot of the things that I can find yeah. at the grocery store. And was it Plant has recently opened the store? Yeah. yeah. I haven't been there yet. I heard it's great. Um, It'd be really interesting. I just met with one of their owners. She's a, she's a big runner, mm-hmm. and she's mm-hmm. just joined our racing team. Oh, great. So her name's Addie. Yeah. yeah. So to that point, you guys have like a high-end athlete racing team as well. Well, so our racing team is more about um, community. So it's okay. people who are community ambassadors. Um, obviously they love Red Coyote and love our brand and, Mm -hmm. you know, are loyal to the brand. And then, um, but they're out there running and they're out there giving back, volunteering, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there are definitely some fast people on the team, but there's also some people just passionate abilities. Yeah. Yeah. Back of the pack. Awesome. But everybody's out there having fun every, you know, they're every weekend. It's some race here or there. It's infectious. Being at a race is like. Makes you want to run. Yeah, it does. And I was down there, like, you know, just even at the Fort Worth one, I'm like, I understand now. This feels amazing to be around everybody that's, like, cheering people on and running. And then when you run the Oklahoma City one, you're like, whoa, this is 10 times, 100 times better. We're lucky to have that race here in town. I mean, it's it's ranked as one of the better races in the country. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, It's supported really well. The course is pretty darn good. You know, we can't complain too much. Yeah, there's a few hills here and there, but... The weather is always a little iffy. The weather's always a little iffy. We you go anywhere in April and the weather is right. iffy. So. Well, they've taken out the class in, like, stretch into a south wind now, mm, yeah. haven't they? I think sort of. for the half, but the yeah. full still runs down okay. class. So you will be running down class. You will yeah, run down will class. Be yeah. We'll see you right out here up yeah. on the store at about yeah. mile 20, 21. Yeah. But, I mean, yeah. I mean, we have a... a, a, a top end event here in town which is great and it's huge 25,000 people it's one of the biggest in the country Mm -hmm. too and last year's finishing festival whole thing at the park was was really cool yeah um you have you know you have somewhere to go everyone comes to hang out like it was probably good for you guys as vendors to just kind of have a spot that everyone you know everyone's going to be there yeah you're able to find everybody they Mm -hmm. they've uh, tweaked the course they just launched it Uh last weekend i believe um so the new courses are out finish line is right at the park this mm-hmm. year so you literally finish and walk into the awesome. park which is be cool yeah um so what's next um yeah where's red county going huh we are getting online so we're going to get into the internet sales business and okay. it's not more for it's not for us to make sales it's for us to be able to educate our customers more mm-hmm. um we know customers are going online right now and looking to see what we carry before yeah. they even walk through our door and so for us, this is just another way to connect with that customer, show them what we have in stock. It will show our inventory in store, so they'll know if we've got it. They can buy it on there and come pick it up. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so I think it's going to have 
all the information about each product so they can get some more info before even coming to see us. Yeah. Our team is still the experts we'd like to say on everything, but at least they're gonna have the knowledge they want when they come in, they'll know what colors we're carrying, all yeah. that kind of stuff. Um, so that should be in the next month or two, hopefully by the end of the year, we're in the mm -hmm. process of that. Um, I don't know what else is next. Burke is doing a, a really cool event. I like to toot her horn for, um, it's called Empower Run. Mm -hmm. uh, it's a, a women's empower event kind of for our industry. She can speak more to it though. I, get, think. Get <laughs> I know, I do my best, you know. I mean, I'm proud of it. I'm proud of it because it's a, tell us about it. <laughs> the industry we're in, you know, we're in a. I do a lot. A lot of my wife too. Yeah, yeah, I'm not supposed to speak for her. Yeah. That's why no, we're, I, that's why we're I, in business together. Yeah. It's like the running industry, I think, since it came up in the 70s, still really male-dominated mm -hmm. um, in terms of leadership within stores like ours, but then also within leadership of brands. But the interesting part is the sport itself is 65% female participation. So the, the industry isn't really reflective of its customer. Yeah. And so we're really kind of in this shift where you know, some of the brands are looking to kind of move more diversity of thought into their leadership and same kind of pushing that within our stores as well to make sure mm -hmm. that, you know, we are representing our customers. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I think it'll make us all better, right? We can only, they'll build better product. Um, we'll be better community partners, things like that. Yeah. So, uh, we just, we're doing this event. We did it last year with the first year. It's called Empower Run. And it was, um, a retreat for about 40 female executives in the running industry to kind of come together to build our networks to be able to bring more women into the industry yeah. and to that point i just i love documentaries i just watched um inside bill gates's mind or something like that and it taught it spoke not you know they you know they they titled it that to get you to watch it but it's about bill and melinda gates their foundation and stuff and one of the things that came to mind after you said that is melinda said um if you want to change a culture and change a country, you get behind the women. Right. Mm -hmm. uh, and that's something that, you know, because what they were talking about was changing, you know, women have to deal with their kids and they change everything. And it's a really, really good documentary, but that's what makes sense. Is like, I mean, as much as men don't like to say it, like I rely so much on my wife for the things that she does, um, yeah, you know, and we wouldn't be who we are, I guess, without that. So no. yeah, that's really cool. When is that event? It's in March, so okay. um, we didn't really plan it this way, but last year it started on the International Day of the Woman, <laughs> and so it is again this year, yeah. um, but it's going to be in Santa Barbara, and we've got a lot of support from different brands in the industry, Great. but then also um, a lot of stores across the country. That's awesome. How can people get involved? Um, so they can go to the website, it's empowerrun.com. Um, mm -hmm. Right now, it's just invitation only, but I think as we kind of grow, yeah. I, we'd like to see it. I mean, part of the allure is it's intimate, and women network differently than men, and so building those networks so we can bring other women up, but another, not yeah. just women, but just um, people in the industry. I mean, I'm sure you want, you want to do it right. You don't want to waste this. You want to do it right every single time and make sure right. it's and I, there, but there's Right, like, I was just in New York City last week, kind of attending some of these other events around women. So there's a lot of momentum right now in these run crews. So in okay. New York and bigger cities, they have these run crews, which are sort of like what we do at Red Coyote, but it's um, a little bit more informal. Um, and so everybody identifies, instead of with a store in New York City, because there's not that many stores, they identify with a crew. Okay. And so like Harlem Run is yeah. one of the big run crews in, in New York City, and it's 
and their founder is a woman. But yeah. I guess all these crews across the country, there's not very w- many women founders. So they brought these these okay. women together in New York City. Anyways, and then we went to this New York Times event where they were focusing on a big issue in female sports right now is just equity and pay. And um, a lot of female runners, professional mm-hmm. runners, contracts were being cut when they were pregnant. So they took um, big, yeah. uh, big salary deductions for being pregnant, yeah. which is... I, there's just a lot of, you know, legally it's really sketchy yeah. and, um, but the same, you know, protections that are allowed to female employees, like in regular industry do not apply mm-hmm. to sport. So yeah, there's some momentum around that. And the woman who published this article in the New York times, her name's Lindsay Krause. She led this panel, but then also this, this, um, her, her column exploded and Nike actually changed they were one of the biggest offenders came and changed their um really? their maternity contracts or pregnancy clause yeah so i just read phil knight's book yeah it's yeah, super interesting yeah crazy story huh? oh, it's mad yeah it's it, like there's a lot i didn't realize how i didn't it was totally different than how i thought it would be i thought oh this is a story of nikes and we all roses and daffodils or whatever it is and be great <laughs> billions of dollars i know and i read it like yeah. you're literally like making this money but you're not you know you netting all this money and not making anything or yes. you're still in debt all this stuff and yeah. all the you know china stuff and and yeah and then i think the point that you know is talking about i think the last paragraph was probably the most valuable to me or uh, last like bit because they actually spoke about what they've done and what they've changed and they mm-hmm. were like the the leaders in changing um you know like the sweatshop kind of mentality i guess right. is what's what they said in the book i don't know if that's true but like you know it's crazy because they got called out. Yeah. They're, so they so built their own. And that's yeah. why they're Factory. so big. I think I love Nike. I mean, yeah. I've run in Nike shoes my whole life. It's just they work for me. Right. It's always what's worked. I know a lot of people don't like them, and that's mm-hmm. to their own. But Nike is so big that they're just, they're the ones that get called out first. Yeah. But they do make a lot of great changes for our industry, too. Mm-hmm. But they, and every vendor does. Yeah. Some of them, you just don't hear about it because they may not be the Nike with $40 billion right. of sales and, yeah. and being seen all over every place. So it's, yeah, I mean, I think we are, we're lucky. We're in a really cool industry. Mm-hmm. We love the people we get to meet all the time. And, and it just, it, not just in our industry, but in our community at the same time that bring all of us together. So yeah, it's been fun. It's a cool, cool yeah. place to be. Do you Come. think you could have done this and had the same community if you just stayed in Portland or in California or wherever you were? No. No, wouldn't have been the same. It wouldn't have been the same. I mean, we didn't, we did not expect this here in Oklahoma mm-hmm. City. I think, like Burke said, when we came back, we really didn't know what to expect coming to one of the most unhealthy cities. Yeah. But being her hometown, we wanted to try and make our change. Right. Um, and build a family here and all the rest of it. Build a family. So, yeah. yeah, her family's from here and build a family. And it's, uh, we're, like I said, we're lucky. We busted our butt for so many years. But yeah. at the same time, it's luck. Just people coming out and wanting to be a part of something and, put that Red Coyote sticker on their car, wear that shirt that's got our logo yeah. on it. And I still remember that first day we were driving home one day from the store and we saw somebody running down the street with a, a t-shirt of ours on. We're like, oh my goodness, this is <laughs> unbelievable. We, I think we made it. Yeah, We're yeah. only a few months in. We've kind of made it. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. It's, it's cool. And to see the stickers all over town on cars now is, yeah. is fun. Especially when it's named after your dog. Yeah, and it's named after our dog, stuff. Poncho. Yeah. yeah. It's he's there. still around, which is amazing. He's still around. So yeah. Burke's had him since he was a tiny little puppy, and 
He's 14. He's 14, yeah. and he kind of, he used to love to run. He doesn't run as much anymore, but he ran yeah. like crazy back in the day. He's red. He looks like a coyote. Yeah. Um, even some vets have said he might be part coyote, so that's kind of where the whole name <laughs> come from. Yeah. He used to run when I used to run on the trails. I'd be out on like a 10-mile trail run, and he'd be off leash. That dog probably ran 40 miles. That's crazy. And still wasn't tired. Like, he's yeah. just, he's built for it. Yeah. It amazes me how people can go for a run with their dogs and do that. My dogs would, I'd lose them within at least 100 <laughs> yards. They'd, they'd be gone. Um, he, yeah, he just, jealous. he did it as a puppy a lot, so yeah. he kind of grew up doing it. Yeah. But he's a, he's a good, mm-hmm. he was a good running buddy for a long time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So next year's 10 years, right? You said March. 10 years in March. Big plans for the... We uh, just starting to plan it. Kind of doing our brainstorming. Okay. We have some ideas and kind of see which ones really grow from there. Got any good ones for us? Anything we have? I don't to even do. think yeah. of some stuff, right? right? Let us know if you think of something that has to be done. Shut, just shut the shut class and curve down. Just throw yeah. a huge street party. It's fine. Cool. British Bake Off style, long tables. It's all British Bake Off. That would be great. <laughs> <laughs> big beers, big steins oh, of yeah. like beer we, that we yeah. work with all the time exactly. going down the table. I'm in. Everyone can go for a run and then you have a party when yeah. you come back. You yeah. gotta have yeah. a run to it, right? But like, we'll definitely have a run, I'm sure, that yeah. day. We'll definitely have some. We usually have a big, like, a big sale, big party that morning. But we just have to take it to the next level. level For 10 years. Yeah. Awesome. Well, uh, sounds like they're getting ready to start up. I know, you know, shop's opening soon. So I can't thank you enough for this. This is really cool to share the story and get to chat with you guys about, you know, what you love to do and and the business and and how it came about. Um, How can people follow you? How can they get, like, in touch? And, you know, you said running... Tuesdays, Thursdays is when people can... So Tuesdays we do our social run up in Edmond okay. and Thursdays at Oklahoma City. And then we have two other fun runs on Monday. We do downtown. It's called the Brew Crew. Okay. Uh, you can check out Facebook. We have a rotating brewery schedule that we go to. Mm-hmm. And on Wednesdays we meet at Anchor Down for a, a social run downtown. So uh, We just changed up the course in the Anchor Down run. We're going up, around the new park now. Going around the new park now. Okay. It's open. Park, yeah. um, so you can find us online, www.redcoyoterunning.com. Uh, we're on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Check us out. Yeah. Come on in. I'm excited, and I can't wait to dive in and now train with my goose for my 31-mile yeah, race yeah. that I have to do. Yeah. Going to um, need a lot of goose. It's going to need a lot. A lot so well, the good thing is the weather's going to suck, so I'm going to train through the hardest part of it. That which is yeah, there fine. you go. It's one of the good um, things about training for Oklahoma City. You, have yeah. all, you train mostly through the winter, and then you get decent weather come spring. Yeah. Awesome. Great. Well, well, thank you for thank having us. Thanks for listening, guys. We'll catch you next episode. Cheers. Thank you for listening. We are inspired by those around us and hope that you are too. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast on your favorite podcast platform and leave us a review so we can keep telling your stories. For more great Oklahoma content, follow This Is Oklahoma on Facebook and Instagram. This podcast was produced by Mike Hearn and Ian Weston, mixed by Alan Brown, with music by Chad Duro.